All right, it's time for another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. I'm Colin. And I'm Jake. <laughs> and we're back. That was awesome, Jake. Thank you. We probably should have talked about that before we actually hit the record button. Did we need to talk about it? We don't know how to introduce ourselves? Is that... <laughs> Appar- apparently, we do need to I mean, talk I feel about like it. we know each other's yeah. names. Or, or at least know our own names. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. But- but yeah, I'm glad to be are. here, Bob and Steve. It's great to be on the show. Speaking of knowing each oh, other. Oh, thanks, Timmy Joe. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy Joe. What kind of name is Timmy Joe? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a yeah. Tennessee name. You go to Tennessee and you get all weird. I, on I was thinking like little, little, little Timmy, or was it, or is it little Tommy? Are you thinking of Tiny Tim from? Uh... Yeah, Tiny Tim. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Tiny Tim, Little Timmy, little, little same, 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 same. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Obviously, you love the classics. Tom Tom. <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge comes out and says, where's that little Timmy at? <laughs> now it's, I really want to watch, uh, what was it, the three karate kids? <laughs> the three karate kids? Yeah. Uh, what was that movie called? It was in the 90s. The Three Ninjas? Yeah, with the kid yeah, ninjas had- in it. Tom Tom and the fat one that was always eating something. You got Mr. Miyagi there. Because every 90s movie had the fat sidekick in it. It's it's true. Of course, I was the fat sidekick in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, you're not alone. <laughs> no, you're not. Sometimes I feel like I'm Zoner's fat sidekick. What happens when you have a show that's got three fat sidekicks on it and no main dude because that's kind of what we're at right now if you're wondering what happens this is it we just kind of go without a direction apparently if it's just three sidekicks apparently (laughs) oh boy that should be the show title three sidekicks that's a good that's a good show title actually (laughs) and people are going to be listening to it and thinking this is like three sidekicks to the head is what this is (laughs) so we should probably talk about something that's of note you, you you mean like Sony taking a kick to the head? Oh boy! I think Sony took a kick to the balls this week. I think they kicked themselves there. Or was it Disney? Yeah, <laughs> there was somebody that took a kick to the nuts this week. It was the Marvel fans that like Spider Man. That's who took the kick. Uh huh. That's true. Yeah. Sony and Disney broke the internet this week. That's really all we've got going on this week is, is Sony and Disney. We're just a heads up. We're not even going to talk tech this week. So if you're coming here hoping to find out how Facebook is screwing you, I don't even know, but they are. <laughs> just listen to any of the previous episodes. Yeah. They're not going to even buy you dinner. Just rest assured you're getting screwed by Facebook. There's probably some other tech company that's going to screw you as well. And we're not going to talk about any of it because Sony and Disney literally have broken the internet this week. Yeah. So Sony took Spider-Man and went home. Yeah. I mean, they basically told Disney, we're taking our ball and going home. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, it's it depends on the narrative that you're listening to, right? I mean, Sony's trying to push it out there that it was Marvel that walked away because they were totally fine with the current deal, which had Marvel having creative control over Spider-Man, putting him in the team-up movies like Avengers and Civil War, but then Sony reaping all the benefits of having a billion dollar movie in Spider-Man far from home. And 
Disney kind of came out and said, hey, we'll finance the movies 50%, but we also want 50% of the box office sales. And Sony said, nope, we like the current deal. I think they'll eventually come to a deal and we'll be okay. What I don't get is <laughs> what, why was that never in the original deal that they would get 50%? Why did they wait until the movie did so well yeah. and then... Five movies in? Yeah. It seems like a poor time to renegotiate. Yeah, I think you know? part of it is... Marvel wanted Spider-Man in the Avengers, and that was the way they were going to get it, right? I mean, Sony, it's a great deal for Sony. They have to pay for the movies to be made, which is fine. They had to do that anyway. Yeah. But they get everything, all the backing of Marvel and the MCU behind the movies, which has catapulted them into huge success with the Spider-Man movies. And they've gotten a ton of benefit from that. Currently, Disney is getting 5% of the sales from the first weekend. That's what they're getting from the Spider-Man movies right now. But they're also not having to pay in any money. It's just creative resources that they're adding to it. Yeah. And they said, we're willing to put skin in the game. We're willing to pay money to make the movies, but we also want more return. And, and Sony's not down with that idea. Which is weird because it seems like a totally fair deal. Yeah. You would think. Compared to their last several movies, I mean, even Venom. Venom, you can tell the quality difference between that and what Marvel yeah. has been able to produce. Well, Venom made what eight hundred million worldwide. It wasn't that great of a movie, though. It was okay. Yeah, but you compare Venom to Far From Home or even Homecoming. And currently, Venom is existing outside of the MCU. Right. He's not part of the MCU. He's not part of Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Which I still don't understand how you make a Venom movie that doesn't involve Spider-Man at all. Just knowing the character <laughs> from the comics. But, I agree. But part of what Disney also proposed uh -huh. is like, look, we'll help with the Spider-Man stuff and we'll bring Venom into the MCU as well. And Sony just doesn't want to play that game, I guess. So... It'll be interesting. The good news is that Sony's got a great track record of getting these Spider-Man franchises to, like, two movies and then killing them. So it should be exciting to see how they kill off Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm curious. How are they going to reboot <laughs> Uncle Ben's death? Oh, my gosh. For yeah. the kajillionth time. Yeah. That's the real loser here. He's got to be killed again. Yeah. <laughs> how many times is that old man going to have to die? But, you know, it's interesting because there, there's a few developments that have taken place after this news broke that there was the divorce between the, the two companies. Tom Holland unfollowed Sony Pictures on Instagram, and he was followed mm -hmm. by Zendaya unfollowing Sony Pictures. So on the surface, it looks like yeah. the two aren't on board. Yeah with the whole Sony Pictures thing, which makes me wonder, how are you going to make a Spider-Man movie if you got no Spider-Man? Yeah. Well, and I wonder if, if at that point their contracts aren't any longer bound for the additional movies because Tom Holland had at least, what, one, two more movies? Yep, they were all under contract for two more. So was part of that contract stating that it was with Marvel Studios as well? And so then that freed up as their far contract. as I've read, they are still under contract for the next two Spider-Man movies, along with the same director uh, that's done the the first two. But then that brings up the question: How do you? Because if they go forward with this, it, it, let's say it all goes through, and I don't think it will. I'm still, I'm still a believer that they're going to reach a deal because I think Sony has to reach a deal because if they don't, 
they're on their last leg, like every other movie studio not owned by Disney. And if they don't do this, they're they're going to go under, get bought out by, I don't know, Amazon or Netflix. Somebody's going to buy them out. Yeah. And then the rights to Spider-Man goes back to Disney anyway. So Sony has to make a deal. Yeah. But yeah. if they don't, then that means they make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland, Zendaya, uh, the same director. But they can't mention Thanos. They can't mention the blip. They can't mention Tony Stark. They can't mention Nick Fury. So basically everything that's happened in the previous two movies, I don't know, Tom Holland, I guess, is Peter Parker. He wakes up from a bad dream and realizes that it was all fake. And he's still just in his homemade Spider-Man suit. I don't know. Wait, but Aunt May. I know. She won't find love and happy. I know. It looked like that wasn't going to end up being the case anyway. This is horrible. Happy was way more into her than she was into him. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. <laughs> he was way more invested. <laughs> well, look at her. And listen, Happy, I know you're paying. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at her and look at him. I mean, seriously. Now, I did see a report and I got very excited when I saw this, but I haven't been able to find it anywhere else. And so I don't. I, I'm chalking this just up to rumors at this point. But it came hot on the heels of Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. posting an image on Instagram together saying, we did mm-hmm. it, Mr. Stark. I think it was on Tom Holland's Instagram page. It looked like the two of them were hiking. So yeah, it could be maybe they just got to the top of the mountain. Who knows? But then this article here, it apparently comes from somebody who's in the know that has connections at Disney and Marvel. Apparently, Disney wants a six-picture deal with Tom Holland with an option for a seventh. There's three more Spider-Man films after Spider-Man 3, which will be a new trilogy. The second trilogy will focus on Peter Parker's college years and will include plans for Peter to meet up and team up with Firestar and Iceman of the X-Men. Yeah. You know, that's Spider-Man and his amazing friends from the 1970s, 60s, 70s. I don't remember. And then the other three movies would be Avengers films. And apparently it looks like Marvel Studios will helm and co-finance all Spider-Man related movies for 30% of the full profits instead of the 50%. Sony would distribute Disney would acquire exclusive digital and online rights for Disney Plus, and then Marvel Studios will help and co-finance Spider-Verse live-action spin-offs, and Venom will relocate into the MCU. Yeah. And apparently Disney was trying to get this deal done before Saturday's Marvel panel at the D23 Expo. We haven't had Saturday roll around yet, so we don't know if this is going to happen. Yeah. We don't know what's going on at this point. Like I said, this is all just rumors. I haven't been able to substantiate this really anywhere. But it is interesting because Disney doesn't really back down. They make an offer and there it is. They're done. When you own 70% of Hollywood, you don't have to back down. You don't. (laughs) I mean, they own everything. And and like Uh I said, Sony needs the deal way more than Disney does. Because Disney can say, okay, fine, and then wait it out, and Sony's going to go under and they'll get Spider-Man back anyway. Yeah. But Sony needs it to go forward. I mean, Spider-Man Far From Home is their biggest release ever. I mean, going over a billion dollars, beat out Skyfall. So 
they need this to work out because they know they're not going to have the same draw if it's now Tom Holland as Spider-Man, but outside the MCU. It, it just doesn't have the same appeal to fans. It's going to turn out like a a Fantastic Four situation where they, Please, no. in order to keep the license, they had to release that one movie Yeah, that was really like three or four movies that had several different plots with, within the same movie. Yeah. But they had to put something out, so they did it, and it was terrible. Yeah. It was really bad. Really, really bad. Also, I looked up that picture you were talking about on Instagram of Tom Holland and Robert Downey. Uh-huh. And they're holding each other's action figures. Yes, they are. They're, there's four images, I think, in that post. And Robert Downey Jr. has this really authentic-looking action figure, and then... Of uh, Spider-Man, and then Tom Holland has the one you buy from Walmart that's like $5. It's like Iron Guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just like, wait, what? what is this? A little weird. But yeah. uh, down in the comments, Mark LaFleau has a bunch of crying faces because he wasn't invited. And then Tom Holland's co-star, uh, Jacob, uh, what's his name? Battleon? Yeah. I was like, thanks for telling me. Listen, you don't have to invite everybody all the time. You know, it's fine. RDJ, <laughs> Tom Holland, they need a little alone time. That's totally cool. In like a, a big brother, younger brother kind of a way, father, son kind of a way. It's fine. I, I hope I hope that article proves to be true. I hope so, too, because I mean, that's terrible. I can't even imagine this yeah. iteration of Spider-Man not in the MCU. I can imagine yeah. Andrew Garfield not in the MCU. <laughs> I, I'm totally fine with him. Well, that's good because he's not. So, yeah. Yeah. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire was fine. Everyone says, oh, he was great as, as Spider-Man. He was all we had at the time, you know? That was the standard we were comparing it to. He was my preference between Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Oh, for sure. Minus, let's let's just forget about the emo phase, but... In, in the last movie. Well, everybody wants to forget about <laughs> Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Something that we don't want to forget about, though, is we talked last week about Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Mm -hmm. It has been confirmed. Yep. It's in the happening haps. It is. And it's actually further along than we thought it was. Yeah, it sounds like it's been in the works for a while. Yeah. It, it really does. You know, I was pretty convinced when the news started coming out this was more than just rumors. You know, when you start hearing that Ewan McGregor is, is connected and that they're going to be doing this, I didn't think that it was just a rumor. Actually, I thought it had been confirmed at that point. But apparently it's done. And they're working on it. And it's going to begin shooting in 2020. The scripts are all written. And it is ready to go. Unfortunately, we don't really know much more than that. But it should be awesome. That's that's all I can say. We know what we need to know. It's Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's all I need. It really is. Right? It'll be fine. And it should be what? Eight episodes long? I thought that I saw an episode count somewhere. But I can't seem to find it. Maybe it was eight? In kind of the, the age where we're, where we're at right now, most streaming things like that and like Stranger Things, you know, they're they're averaging around that which is right fantastic that we get you know eight hours of 
Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi versus just a couple scenes here and there in a movie with him. And so, oh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pumped for it. He is probably my favorite part of those three sets of films. Yeah, it's a nice bridge between the prequels and the original trilogy, I think. It'll be really good. I'm excited. Yeah. And I'm glad to see Disney focusing a little bit on another era besides just the sequel era, right? I mean, Star Wars Galaxy is Edge is supposed to be amazing, but it's all based on the sequel era, you know? And so yeah. it's great to see him doing some focus on some other time frames. So it'll be good. Do you think there's going to be a, a crossover between The Mandalorian and Kenobi? I don't think so, because uh, The Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, never mind. Someone can hope. Time travel. They've got the technology. Star Wars hasn't done time travel yet. Let's not throw it in there. It's like one of the franchises that hasn't used it at any point. Come on. They they made the Death Star four times. <laughs> they, they can freaking make this. <laughs> While we're talking about The Mandalorian, we got the first trailer. We did. It is it is amazing. I'm not going to lie. It's beautiful. I love this, and I cannot wait for it. This is going to be a, a short series as well. At least the first season of it will be. But it takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And we don't know much about it. There's just this bounty hunter going around doing bounty hunter things. Yes. And I love the fact that he looks like Boba Fett from the holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime you can bring more of the holiday special into Star Wars, it's a good thing, right? It's such a good thing. Well, that was the only good thing about the holiday special. I'm not going to get baited into another discussion with you guys about the holiday <laughs> special, okay? Are you, are you sure? Yes. <laughs> But, you know, you look at his rifle, you look at just everything. It's it's straight out of the holiday special. I love, I love the look. And just the way that this trailer opens up with the stormtrooper helmets on sticks and buried in the ground and stuff. It tells you there's something different about this. This isn't the Star Wars that we're used to. Yeah. And I like that. This is, this is different. And I, I think in this case, different is probably going to be very good. Yeah. I'm also excited that uh, IG-88 seems to be playing a prominent role in this. At least we get to see him in some action right? sequences. Cause that action shot was sweet. It was way cool. And, y- you know, he's a droid that's been around since Empire Strikes Back, right? We don't know a whole lot about him. We haven't seen a yeah. lot of screen time, but I think it's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan from the books right. that are now not canon. I wonder if we're going to see any more characters from that one bounty hunter shot yeah in empire i'd love to see boss yeah that would be cool dengar would be great you know get some of these guys i i think that would just be fun yeah and also apparently darth vader has set a trend in the galaxy with freezing people in carbonite (laughs) because there's a scene where there's like a couple of like beings frozen in carbonite i'm like oh, okay so that's a thing now it's happening everywhere yeah yeah if it, if it works why not seems like a good way to transport your your bounty they're not gonna be mouthy the entire flight it's true well and and i'm sure huts just love to put them on their walls for other people to see and be like yeah yeah it's like don't mess with us it's like <laughs> the trend now for crime lords in the galaxy we want our enemies <laughs> frozen in carbonite hanging up in our throne room it makes sense. Yeah. That's what I need. 
I need my enemy frozen in carbonite hanging on my wall. In your throne room. In my throne yes, room. Of course. No other way. In the back. No, not the ba- not that throne. Back. Not never mind. Oh, not that throne? <laughs> oh, the other throne. <laughs> Disney Plus, I was excited when they announced this, but I was kind of on the fence. Am I going to subscribe? I don't know. It's another service. Do I really want to drop the money? Then they announced it's six bucks. Um, I'll probably subscribe. And seeing some of the trailers that they've come out with, the man, seeing the trailer for The Mandalorian, I was already pretty firm in my decision that I will be subscribing. Mm-hmm. Seeing this, though, there's no doubt I will be subscribing because I got to watch this on day one. I mean, plus High School Musical. Stop. The series. Stop trying to make the it happen. The series. No, it's happening. You and Tom can do your bachelor like <laughs> binging and then go over and watch high school musical. Maybe you can sing and dance and You know, I, I never watched high school musical as a child. And then as soon as uh, <laughs> So you discovered it as an older gentleman? Yes, as an adult. As an I adult discovered you discovered uh, about high school about musical. two years ago and I was like, This is all right. I kind of liked it. Because that's not creepy at all. <laughs> no, not at all. What? They were pretty much adults. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that argument Let's go with that, that argument does not hold up in a court of law, Colin, no, just in case you're wondering. Not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just so that you're clear. This is like, going down. She was, she was pretty much oh an adult does not work. So. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness. That is Awesome. Oh, I'm just going to go crawl in a corner now. I think that's probably wise. It is exciting that The Mandalorian does drop on November 12th, though, with Disney+. Plus. I think that'll be cool. Yeah. That'll be really great. Now, we got another release date, but not as specific as November 12th. It's for The Clone Wars Season 7. We know it's dropping February of 2020. And we did get a little bit more information regarding this. Clone Wars, Jake, I assume that you're a fan. I do like Clone Wars, yes. I don't like Attack of the Clones, but I like Clone Wars. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge fan, and it started off really kind of slow for me. It was really hard, because yeah. you may remember the first three episodes were actually condensed into a movie, and I remember sitting in an advanced screening for that that I somehow got tickets to, thinking, this is terrible. What are they doing? This doesn't have the music. Who's this Ahsoka Tano chick? Anakin never had a Padawan. What are we? You had to kind of forget everything that you knew about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And as I was sitting there, I was just in disbelief of what they were doing. But over time, that show actually got really, really good. Yeah, it did. And by the end, it ended on a cliffhanger, and I wanted more. And I wasn't the only one. They brought it back, thankfully, and they're going to resolve a lot of those cliffhangers. Yeah. They're also going to give us the Battle of Mandalore. This is going to be a 12-episode season, and a lot of those episodes are going to focus on the Battle of Mandalore. We're also going to get some closure regarding Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order. Right. And we're going to get to see kind of the reaction of that from not only her perspective, but also from Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi's perspective. 
Yep. Which I think will be really interesting to see kind of how those two mentors of hers deal with her leaving. Yeah. It should be it should be very interesting. It should be really good. I'll be honest, looking at the announcements that have come out today from D23, there's a lot of stuff that they're promising, a lot of Star Wars stuff. Uh, and I just keep having flashbacks to a few years ago when they had all of the Marvel stuff up on the screen. And there were bits and pieces of that that kind of fell off. Like they had the Inhumans up there for as a movie, and then that <laughs> became a series, and then that should have never happened anyway, and, and things like that. So I'm hoping that they deliver on this. This one obviously is happening, though. February 2020, it's, it's going to happen. The Mandalorian's going to happen. But if they pull all this off, it'll be really, really good and really amazing. Yes, it will. And Kathleen Kennedy will probably get to keep her job for a little while longer. Mm. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> there are some rumors, and these rumors have been floating around. Speaking of keeping their job, uh, there's some rumors out there that Ryan Johnson had his trilogy axed by Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. Now, these rumors have been floating, like I said, for a while. They were originally out there, I think, in February of this year. But they seem to have surfaced again. And as I was trying to get some confirmation on him, I did come across an article and they had a, a quote-unquote update that said Ryan Johnson has denied that this is the case. And they linked to a tweet of his. But the tweet was from February, where he was denying the original report that his trilogy was asked. Mm-hmm. But apparently there was a tweet that came out earlier this week that said Ryan Johnson will no longer direct any Star Wars film. The decision has been discussed for some time since February 2018. Johnson hasn't been notified yet due to Lucasfilm restructuring. And then they add that the decision to axe his Star Wars trilogy was due to the combination of The Last Jedi Aftershock, fans' backlash, and the strong connection with the solo flop. They indicate this combination put too many doubts in Lucasfilm and Bob Iger from a creative and PR standpoint. I think that's a valid argument right there. Everybody associates the failure of Solo with the fan reception of The Last Jedi. I don't necessarily think that that's fully the case. I mean, a lot of people just didn't see a need for a Solo film. And I agree with that. People love the mystery within Solo, just like a lot of people aren't necessarily happy happy with there being an origin story of the Joker. Yeah. And I'm one of those people, by the way. I don't need to know where the Joker came from, but... I do think, though, you have to make... I think there is a valid argument. There were a lot of people that didn't like The Last Jedi. Uh, I'm not one of them. I actually really enjoyed The Last Jedi, and it's up there as one of my favorite Star Wars films. Really? Which means half the Star Wars fans that listen to your show have now turned it off, and I'm sorry. but (laughs) And I get that. But I do think because of the negative reactions, there were people that stayed home. Because you look at Last Jedi came out in December... And then Solo came out in May. So that was less than six months later. And so I think because of the timing, the fandom just hadn't had time to kind of recover from The Last Jedi yet. And so when Solo came out, people were kind of turned off to Star Wars. There were a lot of people that just didn't want another Star Wars movie, regardless of what the content was, um, which is really too bad. I thought Solo wasn't a horrible movie. It wasn't a needed movie, but it wasn't horrible. It definitely wasn't a a worst 
movie. There's been a lot worse than that. Yeah. And even when we talk about it being a flop, it was only a flop by Star Wars standards. Mm -hmm. Correct. It was not a flop of a movie as far as any any other standard. But when you anticipate that it's going to be close to a billion dollars, it's just it's going to be a disappointment if it doesn't hit that. Yeah. So, and I mean, the movie I, left I did, you wanting more. Yeah, it did. It did, which is a good thing. Yeah. When Darth Maul, spoilers, makes that appearance at the end, that was shocking and awesome and exciting. Yeah. But now we'll never know where they were going to go with it, because I don't think they're going to continue the solo movies at all. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I, I think it's it's too bad. I I wanted to see Johnson's... Star Wars trilogy, if this tweet is true, if this report is true, just because I liked what he did with the story in The Last Jedi. I understand the backlash. I understand why people didn't like it. But if he was given the opportunity to do a Star Wars movie set in the Star Wars universe that wasn't Luke Skywalker and wasn't the main characters, I think a lot of people would really enjoy it quite a bit. But now it's all tainted and there's a lot of people that if he does anything Star Wars related, they're not going to be on board, regardless of how good it is. I agree. And, you know, my main concern with what he did, I enjoyed The Last Jedi. I had issues with it. But my biggest problem with it was the fact that he, I, I felt that he undid so much of what J.J. Abrams did in The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. You know, with Ray's parents, with I mean, with so much of it, he he kind of painted everything into a box. And now J.J.'s got to come in and say, oh, crap. How am I going to fix this? How am I going to make the fans happy? And I'm thinking to myself, you never should have stepped away, dude. That's on you. But it really sucks for us as fans because it, it's almost like community mm -hmm. where they had the gas leak year. Yeah. Where everything was just weird that one season where Dan Harmon had stepped away from being the showrunner. And it wasn't the community that everybody knew and loved. Right. And so, yeah, now that's kind of what we're looking at. And and I feel that J.J. Abrams, he's a good enough director. He's good enough movie maker that he'll be able to, to recover and and stick the landing with the final part of the trilogy. But he, he does not have an easy task ahead. Yeah, well, and back when Avengers Endgame came out he he was on the red carpet for that and people were asking him hey what's what's this, the the status with your movie and he was like i don't know just just waiting for basically lucasfilm to to give him a call back he he said they hadn't worked on any scripts they they haven't talked stories yet he was just in the dark mm -hmm. and so yeah. it would not surprise me that this would be true yeah Oh, I completely agree. And like you said, Jake, if he does anything Star Wars related, there is a huge segment of the fan base that's just going to flip the bird and walk away. Yeah. They're they're not going to have anything to do with it because of what he did with The Last Jedi. Yeah. And I don't know that Disney or Lucasfilm want that kind of a PR nightmare on their hands. No, I think there's so much Star Wars related that has suffered that they're trying to build back up because of the last Jedi. And, and whether you like the film or not, you can't argue that it divided the fan base. Oh, very much so. I mean, there's people even blaming saying that galaxy's edge has been a flop and that's all because of the last Jedi. And I don't know that that's a fair statement, but no, I mean, that's out there as well. So I think they're just going to keep him away. 
I think that is because people don't want to be there yet because they assume it's super busy still. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I don't know. There's, I'm not a theme park expert at all, so I have no idea. But eventually, I wanna, I wanna pick apart the Last Jedi with you though, because I'm curious as to the reasons why you like it in certain areas. Okay, we can talk about that sometime. We'll yeah, do it off the sure. air, so the listeners will never hear it. We'll tease that it sounds... on air. And then do Perfect. it off air. Yeah. Sounds great. That sounds great. Maybe we can talk about it on movies that make us or something. Was that your way of asking to come on the show? Maybe. Because you can Maybe. come by anytime. <laughs> I'm just going to drop by. Hey, we're talking about this movie today, guys. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not your producer, but you know. <laughs> and speaking of movies that make us. Yes. They have new episodes drop every Monday. So you should check them out wherever you get your podcast. Or at StolenDroids.com. I do usually check them out every week. I take a listen. It's a great show. One of my favorites out there. Those guys, I don't know what it is, but they, they have something special. They are a highly entertaining yeah, we, show. We, we have they're all right. Check I wouldn't out. give them that much. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you're not, you know, oh, for someone geez. who wants to come on the show and talk about a movie, Colin, you're not helping your cause at oh, all. Oh, man, this isn't great. <laughs> And I'm supposed to be on a panel with you guys in, in a couple weeks. That's, that's yeah, fine. that's not going to go well. Listen, it's not the first time you've died before you were supposed to be on a podcast, so it'll be fine. I mean, you're you're not wrong. Colin was going to be here, but he's dead. Yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't have Texas to blame on it this time. Although he is in Tennessee tonight, so I don't know what does Tennessee have. I don't know. They probably have chiggers too. They probably do. It's humid as heck here, and there's no AC in this company's building that i'm in right now it's not great <laughs> and it's haunted and it's haunted so it'll be the ghost it'll be the <laughs> dripping wet ghost wow that sounds uncomfortable so let's talk about <laughs> some more marvel news here we kind of took a break from marvel let's go back to marvel marvel announced some new tv shows for disney plus it's all disney all the time tonight it seems yeah but they have announced she hulk ms marvel and moon knight mm-hmm for Disney Plus, which not really surprising. Yeah, I think these have been rumored for a while. I know Moon Knight has been a big rumor, and I think we all knew that at some point they were going to get Miss Marvel into the MCU. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I guess She Hulk makes sense since they can't do anything with the Incredible Hulk, so they're <laughs> going to put She Hulk in there because he's in <laughs> Universal Purgatory still. But uh, it, it should be great. I'm excited to see more news. But these are these are some of these series that Disney Plus has announced that don't come out until 2021 or late 2020. So there's a lot that could still happen between now and when they're released. Yeah, although I think the fact that they have announced them is probably a good sign because, like you said, they're ones that people have been kind of expecting for a while. Yeah. Especially Moon Knight. I expected them to actually announce a Moon Knight movie. Yeah. Not a TV show. And I figured that with Ms. Marvel, she'd show up in a film at some point as opposed to getting her own TV show. Yeah. And I think they've said that she will be in the films at some point. She'll be in the on the big screen. She's just too much of a now character to not be on the big screen i mean she yes. studios are always looking to bring in that diversity and she does that right she's a young female muslim superhero they definitely want to get her on screen as much as they can and as quickly as they can so i think we'll definitely see her in the films what kind of fits do you think fox news hosts are gonna have with that one <laughs> 
I don't know, you know, anymore, <laughs> you're going to make a show, you're going to make a movie and you're going to offend a bunch of people and they're going to tell you about it on the internet and start a wow. petition against it. And there's really nothing you can do to avoid it. I think she's a neat character and I think that she'll do a great job in the MCU and I think it'll be fine. But you'll, you're right. There will be outrage and there will be controversy surrounding her character for sure. Oh yeah. There's going to be change.org petitions like crazy on that one. I oh think. my gosh. The one that surprised me here is She-Hulk. Yeah. I know that after the events of Civil War II, Jennifer Walters, who is the She-Hulk, she kind of became Marvel's signature Hulk. Yeah. And she got her comic series, and there's been a lot of good stuff with the character in the comics. But I was kind of surprised to see a TV show announced regarding the character. Yeah, I I almost wonder, I really do wonder if this is positioning her to kind of take that same main Hulk role in the MCU. I love Mark Ruffalo and I love his Hulk, but we have to start looking at these actors that have been in the MCU from the beginning are going to start stepping away more and more. I mean, Cap's already gone. That's not his real name. Chris, Chris, <laughs> Chris Evans is gone. He'll always be Captain America to us. Robert Downey Jr. is gone. Chris Hemsworth seems to be staying on for a few more movies, but eventually I think he and Mark Ruffalo are also going to be gone. So she Hulk putting a series out there that can kind of introduce the character that then maybe will make an appearance in the Avengers seems to make sense. That's true. And, you know, with Chris Hemsworth, they've got Natalie Portman coming and she's going to be Thor. Yeah. So maybe that's... The transition time. Yeah, that maybe that's his opportunity to, to step out. Jeremy Renner, sounds like he's going to be stepping out with his TV show. Well, they didn't even have Guardians of the Galaxies listed before that, did they? Yeah, it hasn't been listed yet anywhere. They haven't announced anything Guardians of the Galaxy yet. Because they have to have that before the new Thor movie, right? I don't know. I don't know how they'll make that work. But I know James Gunn can't do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 until he's done with Suicide Squad. So that's kind of been what the holdup is there. I saw a rumor that Jared Leto may be returning for the Suicide Squad. No. And that made me so angry so triggered if they're if they're not gonna have who's the girl who played harley in that one marco robbie yeah yeah if they're not gonna have her return then why why would they have jared leto return she's returning isn't she no i'm pretty sure it said that she was not yeah now to the internet and that they were either getting rid of or recasting i haven't followed the suicide squad stuff i didn't really care for the first one i'm not really totally interested in the new one i've been watching it just kind of out of the corner of my eye so okay so margot robbie is going to be back in it um idris elba will be in it okay Mm -hmm. i think we talked about that on the show yeah yeah we talked about him we didn't talk about i think when we talked about it she was not a part of it so they must have added her yeah jai courtney is going to be back as captain boomerang which Yay, I guess. John Cena will be in it. Yeah. And then Will Smith was recasted, right? Does John Cena play the Invisible Man? Because you can't see him? (laughs) I hope so. He doesn't have any credits listed or any role listed. So I assume that he will be invisible. Yeah. I think that's the only safe assumption there. If Jared Leto is back as the Joker, I I hated everything about his Joker. I I don't want (laughs) it. Someone on my flight today was 
was watching that movie and within 10 minutes they they turned it off and changed it over to Hellboy and then 10 minutes later closed out of Hellboy and then just went to some sitcom show. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> I, I assume right. it was the new Hellboy, not the original. It, it was the new oh, Hellboy. Yeah, I heard that. The original not- I enjoy quite a bit. Speaking of mentally unstable characters, I'm really excited to see what they do with Moon Knight. Because he's been, traditionally, he's such an interesting character. And I think he, I think it's schizophrenia that he has. Some kind of mental illness that they'll they'll portray there. And I think that'll be really great uh, to see a superhero that has to deal with that as well. And how yeah, that incorporates with his, yep, how he incorporates with his character. So I think it'll be awesome. I'm excited for Moon Knight. That will be awesome. Plus, he looks really cool. He does. I've always thought he looks cool. I've heard a lot of people say he's like the Batman of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. If, can see that. if you're a fan of Batman, check out Moon Knight. Yeah. Except he gets treatment for his mental illness. Batman doesn't. <laughs> he just... <laughs> Batman's so messed up. I was watching Batman Hush the other day, the new animated version. Mm-hmm. First of all, the comic is much better. Of course. But the movie, it, it wasn't bad. But man, it makes you realize he really is a messed up individual. Yeah, dude he is, is. Dude is just, he got some issues. Batman yes, has he does. issues. Yeah, I, uh, I really loved the uh, the Batman uh, that just came out with the Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh my gosh. I haven't watched that yet. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, that one I've heard is not great. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed it. Did you? Maybe I'm just weird, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I feel like they, the way they did the Ninja Turtles was, was pretty close to the originals. Nice. Nice. And, and maybe you're weird. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I am weird, but you know, just check. teach their own. Just check. Yeah. I mean, weird, weird on, weird has its own set of scales, right? Sure. Everything has. There's straight up delusional weird, and then there's, you know, the cool geek weird. Now, this is weird here, and I didn't want to believe that this was actually a real thing when I heard it, but Disney made a quote-unquote live-action Lady in the Tramp movie for Disney+. Plus, coming out on November 12th when the, when the streaming service launches. They launched their trailer for it at D23. I don't know how I feel about this. I've heard people on the internet say that it's beautiful and that everything just looks fantastic with it. I love the original cartoon. Something about this, I think it's the animation. Doesn't look right to me. (laughs) That's that's so weird. I don't know. Those dogs don't look right. It's like it's supposed to be live action or something. It's supposed to be live action, but it doesn't look live action, and it doesn't quite look like it's good CGI to me. It's, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. But as, as if it's real life? No, it's not real life. What? What are you talking about? I don't think it's real life. It doesn't look real life. What? All right, I'm pulling up the trailer right now. I'm going to take a look here. Oh, I'm no, it does. I'm looking at it right now. It looks real to me. Does it look real to you? Have you have you seen a dog recently, Colin? I mean, their faces are are altered a little bit when they're talking, but 
the people look real. When the dogs look real to me. When the dogs are walking around and stuff and when they're showing a dog sitting and holding something in its mouth and whatnot. But when you've got Tramp talking to Lady through the fence, there's something not right there. All right. Well, yeah, they have to CGI them a little bit to get that to function. I get that. To look like they're talking. But yeah, there's something. I don't know. It just. There's something off about it to me. It's it's kind of concerning. You just have weird standards. I, maybe I do just have weird standards. Or maybe you're just not used to dogs talking. And that could be it. I hope you're not used to dogs talking. Like, <laughs> if I just, were, would I admit it on a podcast that has like 12 listeners? No. They'll come and take me away. You know what they should have done it like? Homeward Bound. Oh my goodness. Homeward Bound, such a good film, man. I have not thought about that film in a long time. <laughs> I had a sister. I had a sister who would watch that on repeat over and over and over again. So I think I still am recovering from that. <laughs> I just remember the what was it the the porcupine scene. Yes, I That's yes, so good. I'm going to disagree with you, Zoner. I think watch this movie. I think that the uh, animation looks okay. Take a look uh, about the minute 13 mark where they're sitting there with the meatball on their plate. Those dogs don't look right. Yeah, I know exactly what they you're talking about. They don't look right. About. There's something wrong. I don't, I can't quite put my finger on it. Could it be that they're dogs eating a meatball? Okay, they do. That could be, I don't know. Okay, the now that I'm just replaying like the three seconds... Lady has this weird eyebrow thing going on. Yeah, okay. it's, there's something not right there. It's something off. They're they're trying well, to make them pay attention to the to the three seconds and look at the whole trailer. Maybe I should, but that was like the last <laughs> thing that I saw in the trailer, so that's what stuck with me. Okay, I'll be honest. I didn't like the cartoon. I've never been a Lady and the Tramp fan, so I have no interest in watching this movie. Whatever. So I really don't care I what they look won't like. Even watch it. Also, I just watched uh, Lion King a couple of days ago, the live action, and I hated it. Did you? Wow. Yeah. Hated it, even. I, well, they they got rid of all the funny Pumbaa parts, man. I disagree. You don't mess with my Pumbaa. I think they added in more humor for Pumbaa. A little bit, but I wanted the Mr. Pig line. Okay. I wanted the hula hoo. But I liked I liked that he got to say farted. He did get to say farted a lot, and I loved that. And he was he, he's like, "You're not going to stop me." And Timon's like, "No," and you disgust me. I liked it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> anyway, I didn't like it as much as the cartoon. To be clear, yeah. But I wouldn't say I hated the movie. I did. Yeah. I did hate "Be Prepared." They totally ruined that song. Yeah, that was not great. So. Anyway, well, to be honest with delivery. you guys, The Lion King is one of the greatest Disney movies ever. So, remaking that was probably a mistake. Just saying. But they did wonder what they were going to do with that technology. They could have used it to make dogs in Lady and the Tramp, which apparently they didn't. So, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> yeah. So, I have a feeling this is one that's going to be watched over and over and over over and 
over again by my three-year-old. Probably. My kid will never see this film. I just have that feeling. I just have a feeling that I am going to be watching this movie a lot. To the point that I want to see those dogs get hit by a car. I've got a random question for you guys. At what age did your kids watch the original trilogy? Well, that's a good question. I don't I don't know if I could say an age where I sat each of them down and said, okay, you're this age, you're now a man, here's Star Wars, the original trilogy. <laughs> I think those are the movies in our house that, that are on, like, all the yeah. time. But I think my oldest was probably six or seven when he sat down and watched it. And again, sat down in, in the loosest of terms. I don't know that he sat and, like, paid attention to the whole thing. Okay. But that was probably the age that he saw it for the first time. But again, they're they're on enough that my kids know it pretty well. So and my three year old knows at least we turn on Force Awakens and he sees Kylo Ren and he says, Oh, is that that's Darth Vader's grandson? Okay. Yes. That's how he knows Kylo Ren. So like they're familiar with some things like that. Nice. Yeah. They're kind of those movies that I think are just a staple in our house. So it's hard to say when I sat them down and said, here, watch this. Okay. Zoner? I would say my kids are probably seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I started having this discussion with my wife and and Mm -hmm. she was like, well, what age do you think that they should be able to watch this? And I was like, well, whenever. I don't see a problem with it. And she's like, but they're so violent. I'm like... (laughs) The original trilogy is not violent. Yeah, I mean, they're shooting and they're always missing. And yeah, there's a lightsaber battle, but it's not that bad. No. That's when you pull out the, hey, it's rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. (laughs) If I'm sitting there, I can guide him. Totally. And I'm just like, that's... I don't don't like the stipulations. I think more important than the age, you've got to decide what order you're going to show the Star Wars movies to your child. Do you just stick with the original trilogy and and hope that it hasn't been spoiled already for them? I mean, because that's out there, yeah. right? Like, everybody knows Darth Vader is Luke's dad. If you don't, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but do you show the prequel trilogy as well, and then do you do the machete order? No, I think... But I think those are more important questions than the I age. Think I would... I would definitely do the original trilogy first, followed by, you know, the prequels. Yeah. I don't, I think that if they saw the, the prequels first, they might lose interest more quickly in the originals mm-hmm. just because they're yeah, not I as flashy. Right. And my son, my oldest didn't really get into star Wars until he saw the prequels and he fell in love with Jar Jar Binks. And I realized I just don't get this character because I was too old. <laughs> uh huh. When the prequels came out, but for kids, they love Jar Jar because he's funny and it's, you know, it's a very... But you love Ewoks. Right. Yeah. I love Ewoks because I grew up watching Ewoks. So I love the Ewoks and I know that there were a lot of fans of Star Wars when when Return of the Jedi came out that they don't like Ewoks. I think Jar Jar's in the same, same boat. Yeah. And then there's Porgs who are just internationally loved by everybody. I mean, how could you not? Especially Wookiees. Well, they're tasty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they are I really just want to eat a porg they are. do I they have porg like chicken. entrees at Galaxy's Edge 
No, and I, I and as you were saying that, I was thinking that was really a missed opportunity that they yeah. didn't. And I wonder if they didn't because they kind of humanized them with yeah. Chewie. Yeah, I think so. <sighs> I think that's probably the biggest reason why. Just like they're not going to have like Ewok, but it's different because porks are more like a bird, and we eat birds more than we eat teddy bears. True. Guess it depends on who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good question, though, Colin. So, listeners, what age is a good age to start showing your kids the original Star Wars trilogy? Send us your thoughts to feedback at stolendroids.com. And if you have any other thoughts regarding this episode, you excited about any of the Disney Plus news that's coming out of D23? Do you have any thoughts on, on Sony and Disney and their nice little divorce? Or, you know, hopefully by the time you hear this episode, they've they've reconciled and I would say they're in the separation period. I wouldn't say they're divorced yet. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> we'll see. But send us your thoughts, feedback at stolendroids.com. And, you know, you got any questions, you got any other thoughts, go ahead and send those our way too. Now, you guys, Jake and Colin, are going to be at FanX in Salt Lake City on September 5th through the 7th. Is that right? Those are the right are those, dates, yep. Those are the right yep. dates, eh? That is correct. And... Jake, did you get that time turner yet? Because I know you had some conflicting panels. They resolved the issue. They kicked me off one of the panels. <laughs> so instead of just rescheduling, they just booted you, hey? Was it a panel that you didn't want? Uh, no, it was actually when I was I was really excited about it. It was um, Tim Burton's Batman. <sighs> and I love that Batman. But it's okay. I have some good panels. I've... I've got one on uh, professional wrestling. The Movies That Make Us podcast live is going to be Friday. And then 45 years of Rush, the band. And I'm doing that with Tracy, who's on Movies That Make Us, and Kevin J. Anderson, who's an author, who's written some stuff with Rush and, and a couple of other panelists that will be on there as well. So I'm excited for what we've got. And I'm doing one with my kids at KidCon, where we're going to be teaching some sign language. So some fun stuff. Yeah, at the I'm stoked for that one. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Don't teach the swears. <laughs> I, I'm I'm Cause hoping because that's, that's what people's minds go to automatically. I, at I don't at KidCon. I don't know the swears, and I'm hoping my kids don't know the swears. But I should probably <laughs> learn the swears so when they use them, I'm like, wait, I know that's a bad one. Don't. Whoa, I mean, there. I know I know one, but that's one that everybody knows if they've driven in traffic <laughs> ever. I I do know some of the swears. Well, uh, I'm actually going to FanX as as an author, if you guys didn't know. Which is amazing. Yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. I, I can't even be found in the panelist search. <laughs> well, your book is a big hit, Wookiee Love and Where to Find It. It's a huge, yeah. popular book. It's, so Yeah. I mean, everyone knows it. It's like Audible's top seller right now. It is. <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects for it are just erotic this is so good this is where i wish any of us could do a really decent wookie but i don't i can't i don't know about any oh oh just just wait (laughs) that was decent so we know colin knows how to do a wookie oh yes i i pride myself in being able to do a wookie voice on command are you really not in the list of panelists no, I'm I'm in the list of authors. Oh, that's awesome. 
And then it shows my panels. So on, on Thursday, we got two panels back to back. Three o'clock is community. We had six seasons. Will we ever get the movie? And that is with Tracy mm-hmm. for Movies That Make Us. Uh, excited about that. And then following that at four is Iron Man, the film that launched the MCU. And I'll be doing that with Val. Also from Movies That Make Us. Indeed. And then on Friday from two to three, I mean, if if Jake still likes me, I'll I'll be doing the Movies That Make Us live. Back in time. I, I had a really hard time. Uh, naming that panel because I wanted to call it movies that make us live, but when we write that, then it turns into movies that make us live, which is still okay, I guess. It just doesn't kind of convey what we wanted to do. So <laughs> it almost sounds menacing. Now, you mentioned Val from Movies That Make Us, Colin. Yeah, we got to give her a very special shout out. Happy fortieth birthday! Yes, Woo-hoo. it is her birthday. So happy birthday, Val! From the Stolen Droids team. Yeah, happy birthday, Val. She's out partying, karaokeing. Yes, yes. If we're, we're supposed to record tomorrow morning, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be loopy. I think Tracy was going too. Yeah, I know. So I'm really, I mean, it, it'll be fine. Everything will be fine. I mean, you all are probably going to be lacking a little sleep. Yeah. It's true. That's going to be a fun episode. So check that out on Monday when that drops. And yeah, very, very happy birthday to Val. She is, she is the glue that holds everything together because she's awesome. So um, that is our show for this week. Thank you, Jake, for, for jumping on with us. We, you know, we always love it when you can join us and, you know, we wanted your, your thoughts on some of this big movie news and some of this, Star Wars news and all the Disney stuff that came out since you are kind of our res- one of our resident movie experts. And then listeners, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to Stone Droids Podcast. We're wherever you get your podcasts at. You obviously know how to find a podcast because you're listening to us. So if you haven't hit that subscribe button, just go ahead and subscribe and then tell your friends about us. Yeah, as as they say on the YouTubes, <laughs> smash that oh. like button. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, geez, uh, that was terrible. A little bit, but what do you expect? Uh, go ahead and like us on social media. Smash that like button. <laughs> As they say on the YouTubes. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stolen Droids. And check us out over at StolenDroids.com for all the information that you want in between the episodes. And we'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, be good to each other. I'm going to eat some gummy bears. Wow. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.